Hi, welcome to the Inspired Painter Podcast. My name is Jessica Libor, and I am a Philadelphia-based artist, curator, and art professor, as well as artist coach. In this podcast, I cover topics vital to the success of emerging and established artists, like inspiration, mindset, art business relationships, and artist career strategy. You'll also hear interviews from art world luminaries who share their wisdom. My goal for this podcast is for you to feel encouraged, inspired, and in control of your art career, and to help you become the best artist that you can be. We are all set up. This is very exciting. All right, well, um, just gonna wait a couple minutes for uh, people to kind of stream in, but I wanted to um, jump off today and just do a brief introduction of myself. Um, so my name is Jessica Libor. I am an artist from Philadelphia. I also curate shows, so I, um, I curate shows for a gallery that I started, um, Eric Contemporary, and then I'm also an art professor, so I teach at a college in Philadelphia and um, and I also coach artists as well as just being an artist um, because in order to um, kind of climb the rungs of the artistic world I had to overcome a lot of things myself uh, within myself like um, you know negative beliefs or limiting beliefs um, things that subconsciously were holding me back so um, that is really my passion now is to um, to share what I've learned um, about mindset for artists um, because it is the most important thing. Um, really, anything is possible for you if you um, if you have the right mindset. Um, and you know, people get confused with the art world because it seems very kind of impenetrable, and um, there's a lot of like secretive practices and. Um, you know, it just seems very, very closed off to like the average person. And so if you want to be an artist, you love art and um, you know that painting is your passion or sculpting is your passion, it can be a little bit um, overwhelming to try to like get into the art world and um, figure it out in there. And it can be very discouraging, right? It was very discouraging for me for some time. Um, but, you know, I bravely soldiered on and... Um, yeah, you just have to have a balance of um, understanding the structure of the art world and how things work, but then also you have to have a balance of like keeping that passion alive of why you do what you do, like the purity of your vision and, you know, that, that transcendence that you want your work to have that, um, you know, that people see and they're like moved by it. So like, that's why we go to museums, right? We go to museums to look at art, to be changed, and um, you know, to really wonder about, to wonder at the human, um, you know, what we're able to create. So, <clears throat> so that's why I really love um, helping other artists create what they, what they do. And um, yeah, so today um, we are going to be talking about discovering your own artistic style. And I have seven ways that you are going to be able to practice in order to find your own unique artistic style. And um, these are things that I, I used myself. 
And, um, you know, it's been a process of trial and error for myself. I'm trying different things um, and failing at some things. And then, um, but failure is just a stepping stone, right? So, um, so I want to share what has worked for me in order to really hone your own unique artistic style. And let me just start out by asking you why it's important that you have an artistic style, an, a recognizable artistic style that you are able to um, pick out of a crowd. You know, so if you want to, you can put in the chat, um, you know, some answers that you think would be um, why you would want to have an artistic style. Like, why not just like do everything and be known for just like the artist that does everything. Um, so yeah, if you want to, you can type in the chat there. Um, but I will tell you that in my years as an artist, I have noticed that the artists that are that have a very recognizable style, um, they tend to go further because people see their work and they automatically associate it with that person. So they become known for it. Um, people recognize it. And, um, you know, it just becomes like a stronger, uh, it becomes stronger, it builds momentum. And so when somebody sees something in a gallery um, that's yours, then they'll automatically, without even looking at who made it, they'd be like, oh, I know who made that, you know, because I've seen their work before and I know kind of like what it, it looks like. And if you think about a lot of the artists that have gone before us, like the great artists, um, for instance, Monet, right? So Monet um, had a distinctive style. Like we would know a Monet if we saw one and, um, and people would be able to recognize his work if, if you just like saw it in a bunch of other paintings, right? The same thing with like Vincent van Gogh very recognizable. So you see his like swirling brush strokes, think of like Starry Night. Um, it's extremely recognizable. And that is what is part of what makes an artist um, come to the forefront of cultural consciousness, right? So a lot of artists are like, yes, I would, I would love to make an impact on society, um, you know, for the next generation, for my own like um, you know, for supporting myself and then, you know, for my lineage and also because they feel strongly about, um, you know, giving to the next generation and hopefully most artists would like their work to be in museums ultimately so people can see it and for it to be preserved in a really special way. Now, in order to do that, I mean, there's so many different avenues in order to get there. But being um, recognizable with your own unique artistic style is absolutely incredibly important. Um, so yeah, it's really important to do that um, because what happens when you start to get an artistic style and it's recognizable to people is that people in the art world, like gallery owners, museum curators, um, you know, people who work with the press, they'll start to recognize your work and they'll start to think of ways um, that you can interact with the public or different shows that you can be in and you'll start to get more invitations instead of having to constantly apply for things. So, um, so it's really powerful to have your own artistic style and then you'll just start to see that you'll start to get momentum and um, 
yeah, opportunities will start opening up to you more and more. So that is all the reasons why you should strive to discover your own unique artistic style. But also let me say that when you're starting out as an artist, it's great to experiment with many different methods, many different styles. Um, it, I actually encourage that. I think it's really, really important um, because, you know, how do you know what you like until you have tried it, right? So definitely if you're starting out as an artist and you are, you know, you've never even like done printmaking before or you've never, you've never picked up a paintbrush before, you really do have to try it all in order to see what you like. But if you're an artist who has been, um, if you've been at this a while, let's say you've been taking classes for a while, maybe you even have your degree in art, but you still find yourself like um, confused as to like what to describe yourself as, um, and you know what what is your primary medium, and what is the theme that you are dominantly pursuing for your work then I would suggest that this masterclass is for you because we are gonna talk all about how to nail it down and how to, um, how to know what you're interested in so that you can pursue it passionately so that other people can start to learn from that and um, you know, they, can, they can see what you're passionate about and that will in turn really elevate your career. So let's get started. Um, okay, so the first step to creating your own unique personal style as an artist is defining your values as a person. So this is kind of separate from defining your values as an artist um, because it, you know, as an artist, you really are expressing your, your vision and your style comes from the essence of you, like holistically, all of you. So, um, so your values as a person are a big part of you. Um, so, you know, what do you care about? What are some of the things that you care about? What is important to you? Um, and it can have absolutely nothing to do with your art. And these are basic things like, um, you know, you feel strongly about preserving nature, or it can be like, you feel strongly about human rights, or you feel strongly about anything. It can be anything that you kind of feel strongly about. Um, you feel strongly about like your family. You feel strongly about, um, you know, the advancement of technology. Anything that you feel like really strongly about that's like a, an important value to you is something that you should really look at um, because this is like a bedrock of what you are going to be building all of your different um, artistic style on. Um, like for me, I'll use myself as an example. Um, some of the values that are important to me are, um, you know, being in nature, um, preserving nature, living closely with nature, and then also um, self-expression is one of my values. Um, so a lot of my um, artwork has to do with self-expression and embracing um, your femininity and, um, and you know, kind of really exploring that. So those are some of the values that, um, that inform my work. Of course, there are many values, you know, that are kind of unspoken, 
that are kind of like the underpinnings of the work, right? Like, um, like there's animals in some of my work. So I, you know, I have a love for animals. So that's like a value that I have. Um, let's see what else. Um, I, I have a value. I put a value on independence. I'm being independent and very autonomous. So a lot of my work has this sense of um, kind of strength and autonomy for women. And um, so, you know, your, your artwork your artwork is a reflection of many different parts of you, and even if you don't spell it out in your artwork, it ends up actually um, being sensed in your artwork because of this magic that happens when you like transpose your thoughts through your hands, and it creates this like mood on the canvas. That's why um, when I teach a class and like everyone's painting the same thing, you know the same subject can look wildly different when like two different people paint it because they all see it through a very different lens of how they see life. So that's the first thing, defining your values as a person. So um, in, so I have an actual class where I go really in depth into all of this and in the class it's called Discovering Your Artistic Voice and it is on my website, um, The Visionary Artist Salon. Um, and you can either send me a DM or it's in the link in my bio if you're curious. Um, but in that, um, there's like a, like a how to, and I have you write an actual, um, it's like a, like a constitution of you, you know, what's important to you, what are the things that really underpin your life. And so, um, yeah, if you're interested in that, um, that goes more in depth into that. So that's the first step. The second step is in discovering your own unique personal style as an artist. Who are your artistic heroes or heroines? Who has influenced you greatly? And when you think of great artists, what comes to mind? And what do you like about them? So um, for me, I, I, you know, these are all things that I've done for myself and this is, it's worked for me and this is why I'm sharing it with you. Um, so your artistic heroes or heroines are, um, you know, they've influenced you subconsciously, right? A lot of times we see these, um, these artists work when we're kids sometimes, um, when we're teenagers, and then they subconsciously influence, you know, our choices as an artist because we think back to like that really moving moment where we saw something and we were like, oh, that's so amazing, that's so beautiful. I just really resonate with that. So, um, who are your artistic her heroes and heroines who has influenced you greatly in the arts? When you think of great artists, who comes to mind and what do you like about them? So I'm going to use an example. Um, one of my, ex one of my, um, artistic heroes is John Waterhouse. He was a, um, he was an artist that lived, um, late 1800s to early 1900s and, um, he painted these you know, myths and legends and these like nymphs and um, just the way that he painted was so romantic and soft and, um, but not cheesy. And like he, he really treated everything with reverence. And I, uh, I, I just remember being so like enamored with all of his paintings. I still am. I love his work. Um, yeah, he, he does amazing work. John Waterhouse, if you ever want to look him up. Um, so, it, it absolutely influenced me as a teen and, you know, as, you know, 
a young artist in art school um, until I learned to like branch out and just like look at other perspectives. Um, but there's lots of artists that have influenced me and they all influence me for different reasons. Like for Waterhouse, it was the idea, the ideas behind his work. Um, like this sense of like myth and legend and this like time long past. I just found it very magical, very trans transportive, transportative. I don't know. Um, and it was just very, very um, special to me. And so that was the idea behind that. Now there's other artists that I look at and their techniques are so amazing to me uh, that, you know, I've studied with the, some of them and, um, you know, learned these different techniques that I thought would really help my work like gold and silver leaf. And then, you know, other artists who use a lot of like impasto paint. I really love that as well. So, you know, taking all of these ideas from other artists that I like. So I like um, the themes of one, the techniques of another, the impasto painting of one, um, and, you know, kind of combining them into something that's like my own unique style, right? So you, so it's taking the ideas of what you like out of everything and then distilling them into like, what do I like about this, this, and this? And in the course, Discovering Your Artistic Voice, which I have available, um, I have like charts that you can fill out and um, there's worksheets and stuff where you can um, really organize all of this so that you can understand what it is that you like about these artists' work and what it is, um, what it is that you want to incorporate into your own work. And this is kind of academic, but it's actually, it's part of the process if you really want to focus on creating your own unique style that's like very true to you. So that's, that's the second step. All right. So the third step is to look at your other interests besides art. So think about the colors you're drawn to, what you wear, your home, your vibe, your interests, your hobbies. What is your lifestyle like? Some of these things that you love could become major influences in your work. So, um, so yeah, you know, your art is an, again, is an expression of you, right? Um, and your art is an expression of you. So when you look at who you already are, because you've already made a lot of choices in your life, right? What you surround yourself with, um, the books you like, um, the, um, you know, the color you decide to paint your walls, um, your wardrobe, your wardrobe style, all of these things. What what are some of those that can actually inform your art and how can that make your artwork stronger? Um, because sometimes, sometimes when we are in art school, we feel like we have to paint in a certain way, or we have like a professor who's like making us paint in a certain way. But what I'm trying to do is tell you that your personality, your uniqueness is your strongest asset and you already have your personality. You already have your preferences. You don't need somebody else to tell you your preferences. So look around you and look at what other aesthetic choices you've already made in your life, like, um, like how you decorate your house, um, how you, you know, what you wear fashion wise, um, the colors that you like, the textures that you like, um, the aesthetic leanings that you have like towards certain time periods. Um, do you like like really modern? Do you like really 
um, kind of like a mix of like modern and like old fashioned. Do you like really Victorian? Do you really like, um, you know, really like colonial, like very simple? Do you like minimalism? Um, there's so many different styles out there and think about, this is also something to think about. Think about what you would like to hang in your house. Um, think, think about the art that you already collect and, um, you know, what you like to live with. And, um, and that will help you inform your own unique artistic style as well. Okay, so, um, so look around you. And then also, um, so number four in um, discovering your own your unique artistic voice is letting your mind be free when creating with no expectations and seeing what comes out. So I do this with um, something that I called free drawing. And I think I might have like invented this. I don't know. Um, but I just got into the habit of doing this because it really helps me to like free up my creativity. And this is when um, you basically put on some music and you close your eyes and then you um, you draw to the music and you don't let yourself open your eyes and you don't try to actually create anything. Um, recognizable as you're drawing and so you go through the song you you just make marks that like go in line with the music and just like feel the music and then when you open your eyes and you look at it then you try to find imagery in these scribbles that you've just created and when you try to find imagery in those scribbles it's similar to the ink blot test in that your mind is going to make associations based on your own personal experience and the things that you have been focusing on personally um, and the things that you're like drawn to. So this helps you really to find out um, what, what you're actually interested in and what your, um, yeah, what your interests are really. And you do this in a really low key way um, because a lot of times what happens is artists when they sit down, they think like, I have to make this masterpiece. I have to make this look good. And in reality, um, when you're trying to just explore your creativity and see what direction you're going to go in, um, it's not good to sit down and be like, I need to make a masterpiece. You, you're actually just trying to find out like what ideas you're interested in and what, um, what are some of the things that naturally come to you? It's kind of like when you're a little kid and you just like draw different things that just like are interesting to you and you're not trying to like make them a masterpiece or anything because you don't have that like programming yet. Um, like I used to draw a lot of little mice and um, princesses and um, you know landscapes and rainbows. I mean yeah so um, not that you have to draw that <laughs> and we all kind of like grow up and out of that some of us but when you, when you do the scribble exercise, the free drawing with the music, and then you look for something within it, um, it's what your mind is focusing on and what is kind of like true to you at that moment. So some one person might see like a butterfly or another person might see like, you know, somebody in the woods or another person might see like a moon. Um, so when you do this creative exercise, it really helps you to... to um, to understand what's in your mind and and this will help you to find what subject matters are actually really aligned for what you want to create with your artistic um, your artistic journey 
right? So then, okay, so that was step four. And I just had a question here that I wanted to um, address. And Abe says, how does experimentation and new creativity play into style development? Um, well, so the first thing that I said was, if you are a um, newer artist, so you have just started taking classes and you are really just trying to hone your skills and just even see what you like as an artist. Do you like painting? Do you like drawing? Do you like sculpting? You just don't know. Um, you really do have to experiment with everything and you have to find what is resonant for you. And, you know, that can take like, you know, several months to several years, you know, depending on how much you do. But this is really for somebody who has been experimenting for a while. So you've been experimenting for like, um, you know, more than, more than two years, I would say. And you still haven't, you're still like, I don't, I don't really know. Do I do bright colors? Do I do like, you know, all black and white? Do I do, you know, portraits of celebrities? Do I do, um, you know, old master style paintings? Do I do still lifes? I don't know what I'm doing. Um, so this is really a class for that artist who's kind of like, I still do everything. I feel like I'm getting pretty good, but I feel like I need to find what's true to me. Um, so this is really what this class is for. And um, again, I go into a lot of depth in my um, in my pre-recorded class, which is called Discovering Your Artistic Voice. And there's lots of um, there's lots of like worksheets and, um, you know, it's it's very in depth. And that class can be found on my website, the Visionary Artist Salon, um, where I have my teaching courses. So, OK, moving on. I hope that that helped you uh, moving on. Uh, so number five. Okay, so if you've done all these things, once you have some ideas for your subject matter, so you, you have some ideas, you're like, yes, this feels really resonant for me. <clears throat> it's time to push your boundaries and then exaggerate your style. So the things that make your art you need to be pushed and exaggerated to make it stand out. Um, so let's say that you, you know, people love the color in your work, something like that. And you're like, yeah, I love the color in my work as well. Um, well, what what would you, what about if you like pushed the color, tried some like, you know, brighter, even brighter colors, or used unusual colors in place for for you know the usual colors, like making the making the grass purple instead of green, something like that. Um, so or let's say that you draw figures in a certain way that's like kind of like angular and stylish and fashion-y, um, but it's like just, just a slight bit. Um, so what, what would happen to your work if you actually leaned into that and made them very stylized? You know, would it make your work even stronger? And I would argue that it probably would because all of our natural tendencies that we have in art that, um, that are, you know, really quirky and kind of unique to us, those actually end up being your strongest assets because they're going to make your work look uniquely like yours. So instead of trying to like erase them and make them into something kind of homogenous and like it looked like anybody can draw it, what if you leaned into your work, um, leaned into your differences, you know, and, um, and really tried to make your work very, very you 
And this takes, I will say, I've done this and it really does take a lot of courage because when you start to lean into your own unique style and then you, you, you're actually creating work that you feel strongly about, it's such an expression of you that you do end up feeling kind of vulnerable. You're like, oh my gosh, like this is, I feel strongly about this. You know, I'm really leaning into my own work and, you know, I'm kind of like showing my hand here and, you know, not trying to be super perfect. And it can feel like jumping off a high diving board um, because it is, it is a little bit, it feels risky, right? Um, but it also feels exhilarating and, you know, by, by making art that's a true reflection of you, that is actually how you're going to create a name for yourself, create a recognizable, unique style for yourself. Um, and, you know, just, you, you just have to um, get over the fact that other people are going to be able to see into your soul through your work, um, which I think is what artists actually do want. I think artists want that, actually. They want to share themselves with the world. Um, it's what they truly long for. Um, I, I believe that a lot of artists um, who like, this is why a lot of artists don't end up liking doing commissions because they're like, oh, I have to make it to these specs that are, you know, somebody else's vision. Um, but yeah, I think a lot of artists do want to be seen and to really express their vision, but it is, it does take some, um, it does take some bravery because you really are showing yourself to the world, um, showing your soul. So yes, um, exaggerate your style, all that to say. Okay, number six is to choose a theme. So um, this can be anything that revolves around a specific subject. Um, so think of artists who have a show around a theme. So if you've ever been to like a gallery show, I'm sure most of you have, um, a lot of times, like if it's a solo exhibition of somebody's work, then all of the work relates to each other, right? So it's like, all of these are florals. Or I went to one show, a very lovely show. This guy had done all portraits of his grandparents in like really playful ways. And, um, and it was really like, it was really amazing. And um, so when you think when you think of like a solo show, going to a solo show, and you see all this work, and it relates to each other, I have another friend who just did a show, it was all still lifes. Um, then you really start to see the artist's style because all of the work is of similar subject matter. And then you really start to see like um, the hand of the artist, um, like the style, like the brush strokes. You start to see like the repeating brush strokes, how this artist makes things, how they put paint on the canvas, um, the color choices, how they relate to each other then you really start to see what the style is of this artist. When if you have just one painting of an artist, then, um, you know, it can, it's hard to see like the whole scope of that person's possibility um, of their artistic style. And if you are, you know, still trying to find out your artistic style, this is a excellent way to really um, develop it, is to pick a theme, you know, whether it be like, bridges maybe, or um, trees, or um, portraits of one person, you know, like 
por uh, portraits of your sister in, in many different moods or something like that. And this doesn't have to be for a gallery show. This is for your own self-development as an artist. So pick something that you feel strongly about. This goes back to defining your values as a person. Um, so pick something you're, you feel strongly about and then you know build a theme around it and then be like, I'm gonna make 10 paintings that are around this theme um, and you know I'm going to exaggerate their style and I'm going to um, you know really let myself be free with it and see what comes out because the other thing is if you are doing these paintings of similar subject matter again and again you might start to get a little bit bored of it and what happens when you get bored is you start to get creative you're like how am I going to do this differently how am I going to create a um, you know a different experience with this so um, so yeah choosing a theme this can be anything that revolves around a specific subject um, so it, this helps you to create a cohesive body of work so the idea for the subject matter is to become familiar enough as you create the subject matter that you start to make it your own um, and this will really help you develop your style one really great example is um, Monet. I'm going to use Monet again. And Monet uh, created a series around the Cathedral of Notre Dame. And he created this series where he would go out there every day and he would paint it every day and he would do it in a different light. And he did dozens of these. And if you just look up, if you do a quick Google search, um, the Cathedral of Notre Dame, um, you know, by Monet, you will see like how vastly different all of these same subject matter, how they look, but you can see his style in all of them. It's just that the lighting looks like so different in all of these. And he really leaned into the lighting and, um, you know, the color and the lighting of his impressionist style. And so, you know, it looks like these almost identical paintings, but in all these different, um, in all these different viewpoints. So that's a really great example. And um, again, in the, in the um, course that I've written, um, Discovering Your Artistic Voice, um, which is available on my website if you'd like to purchase it, it um, I go you know, much more in depth into this and you know, there's worksheets for you to fill out and figure out what you want to do. Um, but yes, choosing a theme can be very, very powerful. All right, so number seven, and this is the last, um, this is the last, uh, tip for you is to hone your skills. So the job of an artist is really never done, right? And um, so find places and mentors where you can hone your skills and you can really challenge yourself. Um, because, you know, as an artist, um, we need to be around other people that will help us to strive higher and to, because we're really self-motivated, um, there's no boss usually telling us like, you gotta finish this by this time. Um, we're really self-motivated and we have our own businesses, right? So, um, so to hone your skills and to challenge yourself, find other people, other artists, um, other, um, you know, other people, you know, find mentors, find people that you are really, you know, you really admire and try to work with them or take classes where you feel like you're gonna be really supported, um, where you're gonna hone your skills. And, you know, many, most artists kind of like feel like they kind of know their weaknesses, like, mm, I'm really good at drawing trees, but I'm really bad at drawing hands, you know? 
find classes that will address your weaknesses and so that they are no longer holding you back and so that they can help you to blossom into the best artist that you can possibly be. Um, plus, it's always fun to meet new artists, right? So, um, so hone your skills. That is my last tip for you. And um, yes, <laughs> Ron says, you don't have to be crazy to be an artist, but it sure helps. That's funny. Um, so um, if you would like to go more in depth into this, then I have a course called Discovering Your Artistic Voice. And there's worksheets and videos, in-depth challenges and directives to really help you get a handle on creating your own unique voice. Um, and that is available on my website, thevisionaryartistsalon.com. And, um, and yeah, if you would like to do that, I would love to support you through that. It's totally self-directed. You have it for a lifetime. Once you purchase it, it is right now, um, <clears throat> I'm not going to say the price, but it's, it's very, very affordable. Um, and you can find all that information on my website, or you can just send me a message, um, or an email. And, um, yeah, it's an awesome course. I've put a lot of like effort into it and, um, intention into it. And I just really hope that it helps you. And, um, yes. So discovering your artistic voice, what it really is meant to do is to help those artists who, um, feel kind of like they have so many different interests, but if you were to like, if you were told to like send a body of work to a gallery today, they don't feel like they have a lot of, um, they don't feel like it's consistent. So what this course is meant to do is to help you find out um, the most intentional and um, aligned path for you to create really powerful, really passionate work that reflects your soul. Um, so that's what my course is all about. And um, yes, um, that's pretty much it. That's all I have for you guys. And um, now I will take any questions. Um, does anybody have any questions? I see some comments here. Um, uh, yes. Sai says, I'm an artist in many ways. Yes, I know what you do, Sai. Um, and that is amazing. Very cool. Um, thank you so much. And, um, Yes, Kim says, sounds like the automatic drawing used by surrealists. Yes, I will have to look more into that. Um, I know that they've, they've, they've used that. Um, yeah, there's different, there's different things that have come um, to my attention across the years, but um, I've never heard of the idea of, you know, putting on music and drawing to that and then trying to find images in that. But automatic drawing is really interesting as well. And... Um, yeah, interesting. And um, Elle says, thank you. This was great tips. And Kim says, thank you. This was inspiring. Um, so thank you guys so much for joining in. If you want to join my, um, I have a Facebook group and it is, um, it is, um, the Facebook group is on Facebook, obviously. And it's called the, um, the Visionary Artist Salon. And um, you can just like do a little Google search for that. It's also in the link in my bio. If you go to the, um, if you go to the Visionary Artist Salon, and um, yeah, I would love to see you guys there. It's like a more private forum to discuss like artsy things, 
you know, challenges you have as an artist, your goals, all that kind of stuff. And it's totally free. I go live on there sometimes as well. And um, yes. Um, and Elle says, I'm interested in your Luminary Artists Academy. Will that be available soon? Absolutely. Yes. That is still, I'm still working on it. I'm so sorry. Um, it's really a beast of a course. And um, I'm really putting everything that I've learned in my artistic career thus far into this course, um, the Luminary, Luminary Artists Academy. Um, and it's, it's just taking a lot of more time than I thought that it would. And my sister just had a baby, so I've been helping her. Um, she, he's one week old, so I've been helping her out and preparing, helping her prepare and then helping her afterwards. So that's been taking a lot of my time as well. Um, but absolutely, that is still on the books, um, still going to be coming soon. And for those of you who don't want to commit to a course, I do do individual coaching for artists so I can help you to create a roadmap for where you are now to where you want to be. Um, and that includes like working on any, you know, anything that may be holding you back, like subconscious beliefs, um, limiting beliefs, or like also just like strategizing practical things. Like, um, you know, you want to get into more galleries or you want to get better, better at a certain thing within your art career. You want to create a roadmap over the next like year or so. Um, or you want to create a schedule. So I do these a la carte, um, you know, sessions. Um, they're like one to two hours and those are available on my website as well. If you feel like you want to have like a strategy session with me, um, I love helping artists and it's like one of my favorite things. It's super, super rewarding. So, um, I just want to thank you guys so much for joining today. And um, this will be available as a replay if you get on my mailing list. So, um, so I will send that out as well. And yeah, um, any last questions before um, I say goodbye today? All right, well, I just wanna thank you guys so much for coming today. And um, I am planning on doing a lot more of these. Um, it's just that uh, with the, uh, with the baby, it was, it was just, um, there was just a lot going on <laughs> and, um, and now I'm able to focus a little bit more now. So, um, so thank you guys so much and have a wonderful, wonderful night. Um, and I will talk to you soon. Thank you so much for listening to the inspired painter podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, I would so appreciate you leaving a five-star review with your experience. This helps other people discover the podcast who might be encouraged by it as well. And if you are interested in booking a coaching call with me to create a plan for your art career and overcome limits that may be holding you back, please visit the link in the show notes or send me a DM on Instagram at Jessica Libor Studio. I can't wait to hear from you. Until next time, stay inspired.